Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. magnificent country we live in. What a magnificent country we live in. Imperfect? Well, people aren't perfect. But the best country on the face of the earth for so many reasons. For so many reasons. I want you to listen to Evangelo Morris, an African-American. I played this some time ago. But it's worth, ladies and gentlemen, not allowing the media, the Democrat Party, Antifa, and others to drag down the entire country. To depress the entire country. To listen to George W. Bush and Barack Obama tell us that we are systemically racist. When we send Americans to the Middle East to defend people of color, Muslims, when we send Americans to Africa to defend Christians, people of color, when we send our military, our people, to Afghanistan to prevent Muslim from slaughtering Muslim, when we send our men and women to Southeast Asia to defend Vietnamese and others, from communism. That's America. America. And in our own country, massive progress has been made despite the Democrat Party, despite the media, in spite of them. We do not exist to accommodate the power desires of the Democrat Party or the propagandist in the media. 
We have fellow Americans in these communities who are suffering. Who are suffering because of ideologues in the media. Democrat-controlled cities. Democrat mayors. Democrat city councils. Democrat-appointed chiefs of staff. Democrat-appointed prosecutors. The Democrats control all the jobs and the bureaucracy. How are they doing? In Democrat states, for the most part. Democrat Party has controlled most major cities since at least the 1950s, and many of them since Franklin Roosevelt, the 1930s and 1940s. We're not witnessing a civil rights movement. A real civil rights movement would rid this country of the Democrat Party. From slavery to segregation and Jim Crow to democratic socialism and to the welfare state. Bernie Sanders America does exist in our cities. And in so many respects, it's a disaster. The America that's being presented to you on TV tonight, on TV every night, is not America. The America that's being presented to you in the pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post, on CNN and MSNBC, is not America. The America being presented to you on CBS, NBC, and ABC, that's not America either. The America that's being presented to you by George W. Bush, by Barack Obama, that's not America either. America is not a systemically racist country. Not anymore. Not anymore. George Floyd was a man who was killed by a bad police officer. That police officer is now facing life in prison. The three officers who were there, they now face life in prison. State, federal authorities, local authorities moved in warp speed to investigate and not to prosecute. Does that sound like a systemically racist country to you? When law enforcement investigates law enforcement? Not to me. Systemically racist, they say. Now we have the mayor of Los Angeles who wants to begin the defunding of the Los Angeles police force. Imagine what will happen to that city. We have the mayor of New York who will not back up his police force. Two of the first responders were shot last night and one was stabbed in the neck. You have a mixture of white liberals, of black liberals, who do not live in these communities, or they live in gentrified communities, or live in the suburbs. You have criminals. You have Antifa, left-wing anarchist Marxist organizations. And then if you do have peaceful protesters, wherever they come from, 
whatever their backgrounds, whatever their race. But at one level or the other, it's the same message. This is what happens when the Democrats run cities. The left-wing ideologues run cities. This is what happens when you have professors who fill people with propaganda about America. This is what happens when you have a New York Times that tells you that slavery is in the DNA of every human being in this country, even a baby born today. I've got more to say. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. At Hillsdale College, faith and learning are integrated in pursuit of a common end. And I've been talking a lot about four pillars of the Hillsdale College mission. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Today, I'd like to focus on faith. As the founders of our nation knew, God is indeed the first authority and the motive toward which all learning moves. Hillsdale understands that we come to really know things through reason and faith. And their students are taught to pursue truth through both. Founded in 1844 by Christians, students of all faiths are welcome at Hillsdale College and always have been. How does the college teach the essentials of the Christian faith and religion, all students must take a course, the Western theological tradition, as part of Hillsdale's rigorous core curriculum. The college also offers majors in religion, philosophy and religion, and Christian studies. Hillsdale's campus is a welcoming place in which to discuss and practice faith. Respectful dialogue among Christians of different denominations and with students of non-Christian faiths is just one hallmark of this stellar college. Now to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levinforhillsdale.com. I spent a lot of time last night addressing what General Mattis said and did, how disgraceful and dishonorable it was, how he stabbed the park police in the back and ignored their official statement and instead embraced the left-wing narrative. I wrote and posted earlier today additional facts, but I see the same thing on cable TV that my dear friend Brett Barney is. Spending time with what Mattis said, and then John Kelly said, and other generals said, I want to remind Brett, the media, and you Levinites. Generals aren't perfect, especially when they're not generals anymore. Abraham Lincoln fired several generals. In fact, he fired seven of them. He fired or removed seven generals until he found the general he wanted and needed, Ulysses S. Grant. Seven. Trump's got five to go. I'll be right back. At Hillsdale College, faith and learning are integrated in pursuit of a common end. And I've been talking a lot about four pillars of the Hillsdale College mission. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Today, I'd like to focus on faith. As the founders of our nation knew, God is indeed the first authority and the motive toward which all learning moves. Hillsdale understands that we come to really know things through reason and faith. And their students are taught to pursue truth through both. Founded in 1844 by Christians, students of all faiths are welcome at Hillsdale College and always have been. How does the college teach the 
essentials of the Christian faith and religion, all students must take a course, the Western Theological Tradition, as part of Hillsdale's rigorous core curriculum. The college also offers majors in religion, philosophy and religion, and Christian studies. Hillsdale's campus is a welcoming place in which to discuss and practice faith. Respectful dialogue among Christians of different denominations and with students of non-Christian faiths is just one hallmark of this stellar college. Now, to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Love him or hate him or really, really hate him. The Great One is on the air at 877-381-3811. Suddenly the media and the Democrats like generals. Isn't that amazing? Suddenly they like generals. Of course they do. Certain Republicans they like, like Murkowski and Romney, and I'll get to them later. Lincoln fired or demoted seven generals who he felt... Were incompetent, made terrible mistakes, were undermining the war effort. And as newspapers really criticized Abraham Lincoln, he would shut them down. And I see John Kelly, another retired general, has jumped in on behalf of his old buddy Jim Mattis. Too bad he didn't jump in on behalf of his old buddy Mike Flynn who was truly abused, a military man, but Kelly didn't have the, the moral clarity to defend Mike Flynn. Mattis didn't have the moral clarity to defend Mike Flynn. And so Kelly was fired. And I don't much give a damn if Mattis was fired or resigned. Who cares? Why do I care? The generals I'm talking about under Lincoln, Erwin McDaniel, George McClellan, John Pope, John Hooker, Franz Seigel, John C. Fremont, that name may sound familiar to, he ran for president once as a Republican, William Rosecrans, and thank God he did. Because Lincoln wanted to win, and he did. Now this obviously isn't 1861. But it is 2020, and there are people trying to destroy this society. Who's the leader of this civil rights movement? Anybody know? Where's the clarifying speech from this civil rights movement? Anybody heard it? No. George Floyd died a horrible death. We can't bring him back. The perpetrators are going to be punished and they're likely to be in prison the rest of their lives. If the prosecutor in this case, Keith X, knows what the hell he's doing. He's not a martyr. He's not a martyr for a cause. There are martyrs for causes. He's not a martyr. He's an innocent man, a victim who was killed and whose perpetrators are going to be punished. 
Now, as I say, I spoke a lot about Mattis last night, and I also posted additional information, and I want to read it to you. Have you noticed you cannot and must not criticize Jim Mattis, we're told, because of his past heroic service in the military? Of course, fire away at Mike Flynn, anything goes, including the violation of his civil liberties and constitutional rights. And I note that Mattis has been utterly silent about the unconstitutional attack by the Obama administration on his former military colleague. Mattis wasn't moved to issue a statement of any kind. Or the use of the FBI, the CIA, the NSC, etc. to take out candidate Trump and then President Trump with lies about Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. Not a word about criminalizing politics and a coup against the elected president of the United States. But when the nation's under assault, cities are being burned and looted. Citizens are being brutalized and killed. Our first responders are being targeted. And Marxist anarchist groups like Antifa, and I should add Black Lives Matter, are seeking to overthrow the country. Mattis clings to a lie about events surrounding Lafayette Park to accuse the president of the United States of undermining the Constitution. He even references the Nazis. Absolutely disgraceful. And Mattis is supposed to be some kind of intellectual and historian. Pathetic. What Mattis did yesterday was opportunistic and disgraceful. He resigned or was fired because he refused to support the legitimate policy decisions of an elected president, the commander-in-chief. He disagreed with Trump pulling out of the Iran deal. He disagreed with Trump refusing to use precious defense dollars on climate change initiatives in the military. He resisted the replacement of Obama holdovers at the Pentagon. He opposed the president's decision to significantly reduce troop levels in Syria and Afghanistan. Some dictator. And now Mattis seeks to get even. Of course, Mattis even cites Abraham Lincoln to justify his opportunism. Well, let me educate the retired general. I consider Lincoln to be the second greatest president in American history after Washington. But what would Mattis have said were he alive back then? I suspect he would have resigned or have been fired by Lincoln. You see, Lincoln suspended habeas corpus, shut down nearly 300 newspapers, arrested journalists, arrested and deported a congressman from Ohio. General Sherman burned Atlanta to the ground. And when I say burned to the ground, I mean all of it and burned everything in sight on the Union's march through Georgia, including homes and businesses, and took all livestock, wheat, and corn for the Union Army. In other words, Lincoln did whatever was necessary to win the Civil War, and he finally found a general, after firing several, who believed as he did, that whatever had to be done must be done to end the war. Ulysses S. Grant. President Trump has been extremely careful and prudential in his use of force, both overseas and at home. He's been criticized for this. He's yet to invoke the Insurrection Act, which has been used by six different presidents in the last 100 years, including Bush 41 and Bush 43. Mattis's statement, issued at a time of internal conflict and national strife, undermining efforts by law enforcement and the National Guard, to quell the rioting in Democrat-controlled cities run by incompetent mayors was disgusting. The citizens of these cities and states 
are also citizens of the United States. And the president clearly feels that he must protect them. And again, to use the bogus media reports about Lafayette Park as a pretext to accuse the president of the United States of abusing the military for political ends requires Mattis to ignore the U.S. Park Police's official statement explaining exactly what happened that day, which contradicts his narrative and statement, and the Attorney General's statement today, which completely eviscerates the basis Mattis claims to use to undermine the Commander-in-Chief. This was a dishonest and dishonorable act intended to undermine the President's ability to act. Mattis intended to provide fodder for the President's political and media enemies, And that is exactly what he did. In this, ex-general or not, he deserves our contempt. Finally, President Trump had nothing to do with what is taking place in these cities. In fact, he immediately directed the Justice Department to provide assistance to state and local law enforcement in investigating and prosecuting the killing of George Floyd. The Federal Civil Rights Division, Criminal Division, All other elements of federal law enforcement acted with lightning speed to ensure that justice would be done. The president has repeatedly spoken in conciliatory tones about the awful killing of Mr. Floyd. The entire nation was and is united behind the prosecution of these ex-police officers. But the Democrat leadership, the media, and left generally see this as yet another opportunity to viciously attack him and defeat him. And Mattis knowingly and intentionally played right into this. Trump's policy on econ- and uh, economic record in addressing inner city problems far exceeds both Obama's and Bush's 16-year presidencies combined. Both speak of systemic racism, trashing all Americans as irretrievably racist, whether they know it or not. What an appealing smear Of we, the people, appalling in every respect. We, the people of all races and backgrounds, who work hard every day and built this country into the world's beacon of liberty. And these two ex-presidents say little about the victims of the rioting and looting, including African Americans. The war on first responders. They're more concerned about their legacies and what the media will think of them. Meanwhile, they failed the people and communities they now claim to speak for. As Bush paints and pontificates from his Waco ranch, and Obama enriches himself like no ex-president in American history. Somehow, this turns into a Trump issue. In a Democrat city, Where a police officer kills an innocent man. Where the nation unites in its disgust. And all people, every corner of this country, regardless of background, saw it. Collectively, the nation with our own two eyes. An innocent man. He may have committed some crime. That's not what I mean by innocent. An innocent man who's face down in the street, handcuffed, incapable of doing anything, let alone defending himself, with a knee on his neck. 
saying he can't breathe, begging for his life, saying they're killing me, and now he's dead. And these officers are going to pay a very, very severe price. In the meantime, six black people have been killed and murdered during the course of these riots. Other people have been killed. People have been brutally beaten. We don't even know their conditions. Thousands and thousands of little shops in these inner city communities burned to the ground, looted. But don't worry, they tell us. Most of the protesters are peaceful. Over and over again, they tell us that. Is that what they said three weeks ago? When protesters came out of their homes to try and save their salons, their gyms, their restaurants? Is that what these same commentators said? Is that what these governors said? Is that what these civil rights leaders said? When these governors forced churches to close, while abortion clinics were open, while liquor stores were open, there's civil liberties being violated. Did anybody say, let them, let them operate peacefully? Governor of California famously said, if they're on the beaches and they go on the water, arrest them. The mayor of New York famously said, if they're in the water, you'll be dragged out of the water. The governor of New Jersey was pulling professional and business licenses of anybody who defied him. These people were, were peaceful. Did they kill anybody? Did they burn down anything? Did they loot anything? No. And yet over and over again, they were called killers. Over and over again. They were denounced and degraded by the media, by leading Democrats, some Republicans. The voices you hear today in the media, in the Democrat Party, some of the Republican Party, and so they don't believe in peaceful protests. Certainly not across the board. They don't believe in civil liberties. Certainly not across the board. The Democrats who run these cities, who have destroyed these cities, who have impoverished the people in these cities, who send and force people to send their kids to crime-ridden schools... They're never going to fix these cities because they're ideologues. And the National Democrats exploit the situation. Exploit it. What are they going to do? Turn on their own party members? They need these mayors and they need these governors. They have spent decades lining the Democrat Party's pockets, the corrupt politicians in these cities, with one-party rule. They need them for the next election. And so they don't criticize them. Just focused on the peaceful protesters. Not the rest of it. And then blame Trump for failing to unite the country. Or for some tweet. 
or for being a dictator, undermining the Constitution of the United States. I am sick to my stomach. Sick to my stomach that these these people might get away with this in the Democrat Party. Sick to my stomach. I'll be right back. At Hillsdale College, faith and learning are integrated in pursuit of a common end. And I've been talking a lot about four pillars of the Hillsdale College mission. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Today, I'd like to focus on faith. As the founders of our nation knew, God is indeed the first authority and the motive toward which all learning moves. Hillsdale understands that we come to really know things through reason and faith. And their students are taught to pursue truth through both. Founded in 1844 by Christians, students of all faiths are welcome at Hillsdale College and always have been. How does the college teach the essentials of the Christian faith and religion, all students must take a course, the Western theological tradition, as part of Hillsdale's rigorous core curriculum. The college also offers majors in religion, philosophy and religion, and Christian studies. Hillsdale's campus is a welcoming place in which to discuss and practice faith. Respectful dialogue among Christians of different denominations and with students of non-Christian faiths is just one hallmark of this stellar college. Now to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. You know, folks, write this down, blindster.com. That's blindster.com. And I'm really glad I found blindster.com, the best window treatment company there is anywhere. I even went to blindster.com, placed an order a second time. And I couldn't believe how easy it was to measure and install blinds. And they're beautiful. Now, if I can do it, you can do it. Blindster.com founder, Kyle Cox, he's become a friend. This is a family-owned business. He's a great guy. And he's setting the new standard for customer service. Kyle and his team are so confident you can do it yourself that if any reason your blinds don't fit, even if you didn't measure correctly, Blindster will remake the blinds in the different size needed, free of charge. You only pay shipping. Nobody else does that. If you can use a tape measure and a screwdriver, you can install the highest quality custom shades, shutters, and blinds and save a bundle. So go to blindster.com right now. Get 50% off by using my promo code MARK at checkout. That's blindster.com, promo code MARK, blindster.com, promo code MARK. May I ask you folks a question? Are you racists? Are you racists? The people who've attended these various protests, are they racists? Now, if our country is systemically racist, we must have a lot of racism going on out there. Where's the racism? If somebody's unhappy about their job or they didn't get a promotion, doesn't mean that's racism. You look at the statistics... Because they're pointing directly at law enforcement. Well, I didn't make up the statistics. The Washington Post keeps the statistics, and they want to salute Daniel Horowitz. Everybody's ripping off his numbers at the Washington Post data that he used to conserve the review. Daniel Horowitz was the point, and he got the data, and he looked at it, and he wrote about it. Everybody's picking it up now, which is good. A systemically racist society, 2019, nine unarmed African Americans were shot by police officers, and not all shot by white police officers. And in every case, 
it was found that those shootings were justifiable. But that's less than the number of unarmed white people who were shot by officers. The massive amount of cartridge that goes on in African-American communities, or I should say majority African-American communities, 90% of it is basically black men killing black men. It is horrendous. And the Democrats have no answer. They run these cities. They run these programs. They had the attorney's general position. They had the presidency. They have no answers. The reason is they're stuck in the hardcore left-wing ideological box. And so it's just more money, more programs, more welfare state. And that destroys the community. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Rather than hearing from Cornell West or other hardcore radical leftists, rather than hearing from white liberals sitting in their basements telling you what to think, rather than hearing from Al Sharpton, rather than you hearing from individuals who are more aligned with the Democrat Party than anything else, Why don't we hear from this black woman in Brooklyn whose name is unknown when looters destroy her Brooklyn store? Cut to go. Bothers me. You says black lives matter. I've worked here part time. Plus, I'm a part owner of this store. You said black lives matter. Why don't you choke me? I'm black. Look what you did to my store. Tell them, sister. No. Tell them, sister. Look what you did to my store. Tell them, sister. That's right, because I got their back. These are my clothes right here. Good look name. Look the things you've done. Good name. Look. We've been here all night cleaning up. All night cleaning. Because you got black people standing right here with them. Black Tell people. me. That's fine. Black lives matter. Exactly. You lied. You wanted to loot the store. You needed money. Get a job like I do. Stop stealing. This is the neighborhood. We're trying to build it up and you tan it down. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if she got the attention that Al Sharpton gets? Wouldn't that be great? No, she doesn't fit the narrative that the media and the Democrat Party demand. Nestride Yumga, another black woman in Washington, D.C. Hat tip, right scoop, cut one, go. Black kids in Chicago get killed every single day. Where is the black life matter in Chicago? Where are they? When black people kill black people, they don't come out and do this crap. The only time they do this crap is when a white person touches them. They're the racist. 
Yeah, the racist. Because white, people, white cops, it's wrong for a white cop to kill a black person, that's for sure. But if it matters, it should matter at all times. So what are you fighting for? What are you fighting for? You are not here to fight injustice. You're here to fight drama. will be stop violence. It's not about blacks. sort of heckling her down there doesn't even have any answers it's something that the enormous number of Americans want to know black, white, brown how can it possibly be that 90% of the over 7,000 murders that take care, that take, care uh, excuse me, take place among African Americans are done by African Americans to African Americans we don't see the funerals We don't see the media attention. We don't see the heartache. We don't see the mothers and fathers crying because the media aren't there. Ever. There's mayhem going on. There's chaos going on in these Democrat-run cities. But it doesn't fit the narrative. Instead, we're going to attack Trump. We're going to attack Mark Levin because he's a conservative on the radio. It's the fault of the cops. I really believe this woman is fantastic if you really care about your fellow human beings. Then the slaughter that's taking place, black on black crime, deserves focused national attention. Because a lot of those who are committing these crimes in these cities do not face justice. About 30% of murders that take place in this country are never solved. Never. The case of George Floyd was solved immediately. Nestride Yumga is the lady's name in Washington, D.C. She will not be heard in 99.9% of the media in this country. She won't be heard. This black woman in Brooklyn, who is shaming the looters, she won't be heard either. 
These are the people the media should talk to. Instead, we have to hear about peaceful protests. Peaceful protests. These people are fighting to survive. To live. In peace. Were the peaceful protests for them? Now, I'm going to do something I don't normally do. The Attorney General of the United States spent six minutes, really more, but we cut it down to six minutes, explaining what took place at Lafayette Park. There's a lie going on now that's been perpetrated now by the media, and they're now sharpened at this funeral. Used it again to try and mock the President of the United States. Jim Mattis, the ex-general, he used it as a pretext to accuse the President of the United States of undermining the Constitution. His buddy, John Kelly, threw in with Mattis, neither general, of course, gave a damn about General Mike Flynn. And I noticed the media starting to count the generals who are critical of Trump. Some of them are Obama generals. Why do we give a flying flip of what any of them have to say? If they want to comment on Iran or Afghanistan, fine. Why do I give a crap what they have to say now? As I said, they're like the generals that that Lincoln fired. They're the wrong men for the wrong time. There was a time when they were the right men for the right time. But these generals need to, as General MacArthur said at one point, fade away. But they've been politicized. Now, I want you to hear what took place at Lafayette Park and how the media have twisted it. There was a threat to our country, a threat to federal buildings, a threat to federal memorials, a threat to the White House and the President of the United States. I want you to listen to this. Cut 11. Go. Washington, D.C. has a lot of experience in dealing with large, complex events that include protests like the inauguration or meetings of the World Bank. Why did you think it was necessary for you to take command of this, and where does that authority come from? Well, I think the the rioting uh, got going, I think, on Friday, May 29th, and uh, got worse and worse over the weekend. Uh, it culminated uh, or came to a crescendo over the weekend on, on Sunday evening right around the White House on, on H Street uh, on the northern side of Lafayette Park. And uh, it was very serious uh, rioting. Uh, the Treasury Annex, Treasury Department Annex there was broken into. Uh, a historical building on, on Lafayette Park, which is federal property, was burned down. There was a fire set at the historical uh, St. John's Church right there uh, across from the White House. Uh, and uh, an old church that goes back to the uh, 18th century and is referred to as the Church of Presidents. Uh, the uh, rioters used crowbars to dig out the pavers uh, at Lafayette Park and use them as projectiles thrown at Secret Service and other uh, federal agents. There were numerous head injuries among uh, the federal personnel whose rep- responsibility uh, is to protect the White House. Just to give you an indication, 
but from Saturday until today, and virtually uh, well, the, the lion's share of these injuries came over the weekend, there were 114 uh, injuries to law enforcement, most of those to federal uh, agents, and most of those inflicted right around the White House. There were 22 hospitalizations, and most of those were serious head injuries or concussions that required uh, monitoring and treatment. On Monday, uh, the president asked me to coordinate uh, the various federal law enforcement agencies, not only the multiple Department of Justice agencies, but also other agencies such as uh, those in, in the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, so we had a coordinated response and worked with the National Guard uh, and uh, also uh, with uh, the D.C. police. That morning, uh, we decided uh, that we needed more of a buffer uh, to protect the White House and, and to protect our agents uh, and Secret Service personnel who uh, could be reached by projectiles from H Street. Uh, I made the decision that we would uh, try to move our perimeter uh, northward by a block to provide this additional protection. And uh, later at 2 o'clock on Monday, I met with all the various law enforcement agencies. Now let's stop one second as he's explaining this. Keep two things in mind. Why the attacks on Donald Trump? He has nothing to do with this. Because it's the hard left and it's the Democrat Party and it's the media fanning the flames. Why aren't they marching on the Democrats? They control the cities. They control Minneapolis, St. Paul. Why are they marching on Donald Trump? Because it's highly political. Because you have the teachers' unions and the other unions where the people aren't working. You've got the bureaucrats. You've got the college students who haven't been going back to college. But don't worry, they're peaceful protests. Have you listened to the peaceful protests? You have reporters, oh, it's a peaceful protest. Now you hear the statistics and the facts from the Attorney General of the United States. And keep something in mind. So they were clearing out Lafayette Park, pushing back the perimeter. Not so the president could walk through Lafayette Park to St. John's Church. He would decide to do that, but that's not why they cleared out Lafayette Park. So the entire premise for Jim Mattis' decision was a lie, an excuse. And the U.S. Park Police have said that the reporting's been inaccurate. Shame on these generals. Shame on these generals. Go ahead. Tactical plan. Uh, and that plan uh, involved moving uh, our, our perimeter a block north uh, to I Street. It was our hope to be able to do that uh, relatively quickly uh, before uh, many demonstrators appeared that day. Unfortunately, because uh, of the uh, difficulty in getting appropriate forces and uh, uh, units uh, into place, uh, by the time they were able to uh, uh, move our perimeter up to I Street, there had been a number, a large number of uh, protesters had assembled on H Street. 
there were projectiles being uh, thrown, and uh, the group uh, was becoming increasingly unruly, uh, and uh, the uh, operation, to, they were asked three times if they would move back one block. Uh, they refused, and uh, we, we proceeded to, to uh, move our perimeter out to uh, I Street. The, it is true that the uh, Metropolitan Police uh, have a lot of experience in dealing with demonstrations, uh, but we have a lot of uh, federal pro This is the federal city. It's the seat of the federal government. Many of the buildings, as you know, and facilities here uh, and the monuments are, are the responsibility of the federal government. And the proceedings and process of the federal government take place here. And so when you have a large-scale civil disturbance that is uh, damaging federal property, threaten threatening federal property, threatening federal law enforcement officers, uh, threatening uh, the officials uh, in government uh, and their offices uh, and our great monuments, uh, it is the responsibility of the federal government to render that protection, and we do so in close coordination uh, with the uh, Metropolitan Police Department. Uh, fortunately, uh, later that evening on Monday, after we did establish uh, a buffer zone, the, uh, we were able to uh, finish that day without further significant um, violence uh, from the demonstrators. And then the following two days uh, were peaceful. Now you have the facts. But you had the facts the other day with the park police. Doesn't matter. We got to hear from the retired generals because they know everything. Disgusting. They're disgusting. No, I'm not talking about their service. I'm talking about now. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. These uh, retired generals have done such an enormous disservice to our country. General Kelly, General Mattis, and the Obama generals. Trying to tie the hands of the commander-in-chief. Over 200 NYPD police have been injured. There is a war on the cops. Why? Why is there a war on the cops? Because the Democrats in these cities have failed 
the National Democrats have failed. The Democrats believe this is going to help them on the election. You see. And the polls are showing Joe Biden, who really is so mentally impaired, it's embarrassing. He's a, uh, he's a sock puppet for the left at this point. They think this is going to help them. So Joe Biden's poll numbers are going to, they blame Trump's tweets, like the rioters are reading tweets. Now what does that tell you? If this is good politics for the Democrat Party, is this how you want to live? I'll be right back. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You see what isn't being reported? Whatever happened to uh, Tara Reid, who accused Joe Biden of raping her, of molesting her, totally off the pages? What happened to Biden and the accusation from Kamala Harris that he was coddling segregationist senators from Mississippi and Georgia and Alabama? Totally off the pages. Man has 45 years of history, you know. Whatever happened to Joe Biden saying lock the SOBs up when it came to the various crime laws that he was promoting? Never gets discussed. The Democrat mayors who've destroyed their cities and their communities never gets discussed. It's Donald Trump. The media are the enemy of the people. The president was right. I used to disagree with this. I do not any longer. And we have, we are eyewitnesses to this with the pandemic, with the rioting, with the coup attempt. The Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee are obstructing. They are subverting. They are sabotaging the effort for that committee to examine from an oversight position the extent to which the Obama administration subverted the Constitution, used the FBI and the Department of Justice and other entities of the federal Leviathan in unheard of ways to take out the Republican candidate and the Republican president through a coup effort. It is absolutely shocking. Kamala Harris today was leading the way. And Ben Sass is a useless Fool. But now he's gotten through his primary, so he, he's spreading his wings because he knows he'll get elected in Nebraska. Both sides, he says, are trolling. And the, the irony of this is Ben Sass is the number one troller of them all. A self-righteous, do-nothing senator. That's right, you jerk. You want to call into this program? Go ahead. This is a serious hearing where they're trying to get to the bottom of what took place. Now, what's amazing 
is while Kamala Harris and the other left-wing kook Democrats on the committee keep saying, we ought to be holding hearings about the, you know, the, uh, the, the killing. We ought to be holding hearings about the virus. Well, why don't they hold them in the House? You want to know why they don't hold them in the House? Because the House isn't in session. Now, why isn't the House in session? Because Nancy Pelosi has seized control of the House of Representatives through proxy voting. She can't call the House in session. She'll lose her power. But General Mattis puts out a statement about Trump. And John Kelly's right behind him, baby. Of course, Trump's the threat. Sickening. Oh, and there's more. Former Bush administration types are forming a pack of Republicans for or Bush officials for Biden. These are largely the never Trumpers. The never Trumpers, not not exclusively, but are mostly made up of former George Bush officials. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Same with the ones on MSNBC who trashed the President of the United States. They haven't gotten over the fact they're just as bad as Comey and McCabe and all the other slime balls. They have not accepted this election. I want you to think about something. The president is down in the polls. Don't dismiss this, because we have to fight like hell to climb this, hill, this mountain. This is serious stuff, and you need to be resolute. You've got to fight every battle like you're behind, and we're behind. Five months is a long time, don't get me wrong, but we're behind. Look what the president's up against. Nearly 100% of the media, I will say 100%, minus two or three, People, uh, organizations of the newsrooms in this country. So it's one way, relentless propaganda and lies, constant lies like the Lafayette Park issue. And they will throw in with the rioters, they will throw in with the FBI, they'll throw in with whomever they have to throw in. Because they're not a free press anymore. They are propagandists and the hosts are demagogues. This president had to face a criminal investigation, which was outrageous. This president was impeached through an unconstitutional impeachment process for nothing. Now this president's being attacked for what went on in Democrat cities in Democrat states. You got to wonder how the hell this man lives day by day and how the hell he's going to win this election. Are there enough of us left, Democrat, Independent, and Republican, who love this country, who see what's going on? Are more of us or more on the hard left? I told you the other day, it may have been Monday, but surely by Tuesday. In my community, and then I see Obama and Schumer, at the end of their statements, they always say, get out and vote, get out and vote. So they know that the rioters and the others are, apparently, their voters. How come Republicans aren't invited to any of these events? How come Republicans aren't invited to any of these funerals? 
because the leadership of these cities, the leadership of these states, the leadership of the movements are wholly owned by the Democrat Party and vice versa. But unite, ladies and gentlemen. Unite behind who and what? What kind of civil rights movement, quote-unquote, is this? I'd say we need Martin Luther King-type speech at the Lincoln Memorial, but they desecrated the Lincoln Memorial. Why the hell are they all hanging out at Lafayette Park across from the White House? Like Donald Trump did something wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. In fact, he did everything right. He immediately triggered federal investigations at every level. Not good enough. It's Trump. We don't like his tweeting. And he was attacked today by Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. Alaska, can't you do better than this? Who threw in with General Mattis. And General Mattis who threw in with the protesters. And the left. And the lies about what took place at Lafayette Park. And General Kelly who backs up General Mattis. Oh, okay, well then I'll, I'll surrender all I see with my eyes and hear with my ears. I'll surrender the facts. And throw in with these disgruntled ex-generals. Pathetic. They've disgraced themselves. Chuck Schumer today. Cut four, Mr. Producer, on the... Where was this? Does it, the Morning Schmo Show, which is a propaganda operation for the rioters. Cut four, go. The overwhelming majority of protesters in New York, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands, are peaceful protesters. And as you said, Joe, this is a great tradition of New York. Often New York is the conscience of the nation. We lead the country to realize our faults and to try and change them. And I think that I am proud that so many young people are out there. We've said over and over again... No, he's not. If so many young people were part of the nonviolent, peaceful Tea Party movement, and they were. He wasn't proud of them. When so many young people and their parents were protesting what was taking place, the destruction of their lives, their families, their businesses, he wasn't proud of the young people then. Such lies. They don't support peaceful protest. They support leftism in all its forms. Cut five, go. The overwhelming majority peaceful. You know, the violence has to be condemned and it has to be punished. But Donald Now stop. Trump- That's it. He said his peace. You know, the violence has to be condemned and it has to be punished. But Donald Trump is the person. Go ahead person who wants us to think the protesters are all violent. And that's Donald why Trump you- hasn't said that. Why are you attacking Donald Trump? Why aren't you defending the men and women of the New York police force? Ladies and gentlemen, we used to honor these men and women in the New York City police force, in the New York City fire department, the emergency personnel in New York City. We used to honor. They were our first responders. They were the first responders in 9-11. They ran up those buildings. Hundreds and hundreds of them died. What's that comedian's name, John? What is his name? John Stewart, just a few months ago, maybe it was a year ago, attacking Congress for not making sure that these men and women, the first responders in New York City, many of whom have retired, 
that their medical bills weren't taken care of. Now we treat them like crap. Why? This killing didn't even take place in New York. Two of them shot last night. One of them stabbed in the neck. These are our first responders. What did George Bush have to say? We're systemically racist. Tell me, were they systemically racist on 9-11? Were they systemically racist up to the point last week? Where the Democrats have turned this into a rally? Listen to the way Schumer speaks. He's a disgusting... You know... Now i got to watch my mouth. Maybe I'll just go full podcast one day, Mr. Producer. And then, of course, General Mattis, who wanted the Iran deal, was very upset when Trump killed it like he should have, wanted to keep the troops in Syria, but the president decided, I'm going to take most of them out. Very upset on policy with the president. Very immature, the president. That's what I mean. Lincoln would have kicked his ass out in two seconds. He praises General Mattis. Mattis is amazing. It's an amazing guy. What about General Michael Flynn? No, no, he should go to prison. But Mattis, good guy. Well, what about General Flynn? He has three stars. He's got all kinds of colors on his chest. He's a combat. No, no, no. He's a liar. He needs to go to prison. But Mattis, fantastic. And now John Kelly, fantastic. These are good generals. Flynn, bad general. The other good You see how they destroy everything on the left? Everything. You know, saving money has never been more important. But what more can you do to add money to your budget? How about refinance your mortgage? It's a viable solution that may save you up to $1,000 a month. That's right, $1,000 a month. And here's how it works. You call an American financing mortgage consultant for a free mortgage review. No obligation or upfront fees. Just a simple conversation around which loan programs may be a better fit for you. Because rates have never been this low, and they're never going to be this low again, I don't think. And chances are you can benefit. And it could mean a lower monthly payment and tens of thousands of dollars in long-term savings. Just by changing your mortgage. So don't put this off any longer. Make the 10-minute call to American Financing now and see how much you can save. You may even be able to postpone two mortgage payments. Call 888-900-1828. That's 888-900-1828. Or apply online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now, Black Lives Matter, which doesn't care about all black lives, only cares about liberal black lives. Because it has said nothing about the African Americans who've been murdered by the rioters. Not a word. Doesn't protest in the streets of Chicago every weekend over the black on black slaughter that's going on. It's a phony, fraud, left wing, militant operation. So they don't believe all black lives matter. So their title is a fraud. And neither do the people who support it. That's a fact. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
So you have this clown uh, mayor of L.A. who announces that he's going to be slashing the budget for the Los Angeles Police Department. Which means the innocent people in Los Angeles who have the wherewithal to get the hell out will. The innocent people who are poor, meaning who are minorities who do not have the wherewithal, cannot get the hell out. And this is the next movement. So you have to be crazy. Crazy. With what's going on with the police, the attack on the police, the supporting of the attack on police by Democrat mayors, not to exercise your right to acquire a weapon. I'm not saying use it. I'm not saying kill people, blah, blah, blah. I know how my words are twisted, but you have a Second Amendment right. And first and foremost, that right is there to protect yourself. It's right there in the Constitution. Not to harm people, not to hunt people, not to go on the offense. But if somebody breaks into your home and they're trying to steal stuff or harm your family or whatever, and you call 911 and the mayor slashed the number of police there are, or they're, or they're too busy, they can't get... I'm going to protect my family. You know, political correctness ends at my front door, Mr. Producer. How about you? And where you can, you ought to have a carry permit. It's just rational. It's rational. You shouldn't be cowering in your own home and hope that your ticket's pulled, hope that your ticket's not pulled, and one day somebody shows up, breaks in, armed or unarmed, who means to harm you, harm your family. You have to be able to protect yourself. That's all I'm saying. Many of you are thinking it. Many of you are acting on it. Sales at these gun stores are through the roof. Same with ammo. You're not riding. You're not even thinking about riding. You're not looting. Self-defense. That's all. Self-defense. It's right there in the Second Amendment. In the Constitution. Right, General Mattis? You're a constitutional expert. Right, John Kelly? You're a constitutional expert. And, of course, the media, they know all about the Constitution. Hey, we have the right to a free press. Yes, you do. Even though you are not a free press. But there's a Second Amendment, too. And, no, you're not allowed to harm people. You've got to follow the rules. You've got to follow the, the law. Just as you can't have bad cops, you can't have bad citizens. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about law-abiding people who aren't looking for trouble at all. Period. Not looking for trouble at all. But we have a Bill of Rights that's intended to protect all of us. All of us. And what you see in these cities is the absolute collapse of the civil society and the absolute collapse of the rule of law under a Democrat Party Machine under mayors who refuse to protect their citizens. And what you're also going to see by the slashing of the police department's budgets is the quicker disintegration of the cities. I've been talking about depopulation of the cities since the virus. I've been talking about depopulation of the cities as a result of these riots. Now, when the mayors who have failed the citizens of these cities the businesses of these cities 
have failed to do their jobs, the most important aspects of their jobs are announcing that they're going to slash the budgets for the police officers. Anybody who can, will, and must get the hell out of there as fast as possible. And they will. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. One of the things I do here is I give enormous serious thought to every one of these programs every time I get behind this microphone. I don't do gimmicks. I have serious guests, not a conga line of guests. I listen to very few radio shows. I don't listen to any radio shows in full. I'll pick one up here and there, particularly the local shows before I come on. But I try and set a standard and pave a path Because I know this program is monitored and listened to by many in this business and many on cable TV. That's actually a good thing. And I want to encourage them. And what I've been trying to do the last several weeks is encourage them to stand up for the country. Don't be cowed. Don't be bullied by the mob. Whether it's the media mob, the Democrat Party mob, or mobs in the streets. Be honest. Have integrity. Embrace your principles. We're not reactionaries here. We're not conspiracy theorists here. We revere this country. We talk about the founding all the time. And we talk about the enemies. Foreign and domestic. I came on this radio program after seeing what happened to George Floyd. And I told you exactly what I thought. That it was horrific. That he was killed. But he's not a martyr. He's an innocent man. Who was brutally killed. Unfortunately that happens a lot. And not at the hands of cops. The hands of our fellow citizens. I also told you before these riots. And before there was a George Floyd story. Of any kind before he was known by anybody outside of his family. That there's a war taking place. The Democrat Party has a war against America internally, and that China externally is our greatest threat. There are other threats too, but China is our greatest threat. And those two points are factual. They're true.
the unreality that's presented to us every night by the news, every day by the news, does grave damage to this country. It's the Democrat Party and the radical progressives, whether they're in the media, whether they're in Hollywood, whether they're in sports, whether they're in politics, all sound the same, all say the same thing, doesn't matter what takes place. At the beginning of this program, I pointed out to you that all of this, which has nothing to do with Trump, is being focused on Trump to take out Trump. That's now being repeated. That's a good thing. Because that's what the Democrat Party does. Whether it is a virus that spreads through this country, largely due to the communist Chinese regime, they blame it on Trump. It is they who violated our Constitution to try and take out Trump. It is they who criminalized politics with the appointment of a special counsel who isn't so special. It is they who try to take out General Michael Flynn or his fellow generals, Mattis and Kelly and others, sit on their heads and don't say a damn thing about it. And you need to understand, by trying to, and if they succeed, taking out Trump in this election, they're taking out you. When they talk about systemically racist, regardless of your race and background at all, they're talking about you. They've been calling you racist now for three, four years. They've been calling the president racist for three or four years. But the truth is, they're the racists. And the Democrat Party is the worst of the worst. The way they abuse people, particularly minorities. It's a terrible, terrible thing. Now, it is difficult. Well, let me do it this way. I have a piece here that was sent to me by my wife. I'm trying to find it here. An article about Joe Biden. But just to show you how the cover-up goes, all the techniques are used. The headline of the article, and this is June of last year, locked the SOBs up Joe Biden in the era of mass incarceration. He now plays down his role overhauling crime laws with segregationist senators in the 80s and 90s. That portrayal today is at odds with his actions and rhetoric back then. See, this is when they opposed Biden and they wanted Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren or even Sanders. But now they all rally around Biden. And so they changed the narrative. They changed the reality. This June 25th, 2019 article by Cheryl Gay Stolberg and Astrid W. Herndon. That doesn't sound too Ivy League, does it, Mr. Producer? In September 1994, President Bill Clinton signed the new Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act. By the way, which I support. I support it wholeheartedly. In an elaborately choreographed ceremony in the South Lawn of the White House, Joseph R. Biden Jr. sat directly behind the president's lectern, flashing his trademark grin. For Mr. Clinton, the law was an immediate follow-through on his campaign promise to focus more federal attention on crime prevention. 
For Mr. Biden, the moment was the culmination of his decades-long effort to more closely marry the Democrat Party and law enforcement. And it transformed the country's criminal justice system in the process. He had won. The truth is, Mr. Biden had boasted a year earlier in a speech on the Senate floor, every major crime bill since 1976 that's come out of this Congress, every minor crime bill, has had the name of the Democratic senator from the state of Delaware, Joe Biden. Now, more than 25 years later, as Mr. Biden makes his third run for the White House in a crowded field of Democrats, many calling for ambitious criminal justice reform. He must answer for his role in legislation that criminal justice experts and critics say help lay the groundwork for the mass incarceration that has devastated America's black communities. That's not what's devastated America's black communities, you idiots, but okay. That he worked with segregationists to write the bills, an issue that recently dominated the political news and seems likely to resurface in Mr. Biden's first debate on Thursday. Of course, Kamala Harris read this, and she jumped right on it, has only added to his challenge. So is the fact that black voters are such a crucial Democratic constituency, and that's the bottom line. The National Democrats, whether they in the media or not in the media, they must turn the focus on Trump. Not on themselves, not on their failures in these cities and states, not on the failures of their welfare state. No, 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 no. They have blocked school choice. They have blocked enterprise zones. They block any form of liberty and progress and prosperity. They want control. And you have these mayors and these congressmen and women from these communities. They are Democrat first. It is a one-party monopoly operation. And they're not going to give it up. They're not going to give it up. Even a little bit of freedom for their constituents. They're not going to give it up. Mr. Biden apologized in January for portions of his anti-crime legislation. But he's largely tried to play down his involvement, saying in April that he got stuck with shepherding the bills because he was chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. See, he's a pathological liar. That's just the way he is. That's the way he's always been. Biden arrived in the Senate in 1973, having forged close ties with black constituents, but also with law enforcement and bearing the grievances of the largely white electorate in Delaware. He courted one Southern segregationist senator, James O. Eastland of Mississippi, who helped him land spots on the committee and subcommittees dealing with criminal justice in prisons and became a close friend and legislative partner of another, Strom Thurmond of South Carolina. Whatever you think of these men, I don't believe Donald Trump ever met them or even knew who they were. But you see how the left turns the narrative. Here you have a senator who's a chameleon. So he walks both sides, both sides of the... uh, of the line. Both sides of the line. And now the media is going to cover for him. As they would any Democrat. The media will endorse him in their newspapers. And truthfully, the only way Biden can win is by destroying Trump. Which is why they will not trash the rioters. Because they believe the Democrats... As Leo Terrell has said, and nobody can hold a candle to his civil rights record over the decades in Los Angeles as a litigator, that the Democrat Party will not condemn the rioters because they fear they'll lose the black vote. 
How sinister is that? So Bill Clinton pushes through the 1994 crime bill, the biggest one in modern history. Joe Biden is the leading sponsor in the Senate. He works with segregationist senators. Now he's the savior. Now he says it's time to deal with systemic racism. Having been the vice president of Barack Obama, and with that magnificent record he has, Obama chose Biden to be his running mate. Because he's an opportunist too. And both of these men, and neither of these men, did a damn thing effective or constructive for the communities they take for granted and they claim to represent. Not a damn thing. The fact they block school choice because they're owned and paid for by the National Education Association, the American Federation of Teachers, 2.8 million strong together. Those are precinct workers. You ever wonder why we have days off in schools across this country on Election Day? It's so those teachers can work the polls. That's why. That's an army of Democrats. Not all, but too many. They're not going to cross them. A little bit of freedom in the inner cities can't have that. At a time when Democrats tend to espouse the root cause theory of crime, the idea that poverty and other social ills bred criminal activity, and Republicans thought punishment was the answer, Mr. Biden wanted to abandon the old debate, as he told the Philadelphia Inquirer in June 94. But he often seemed to tilt strongly toward the Republican view. So it's the Republicans who control nothing. The Republicans are like the, uh, the Washington generals. Basketball team when it comes to our cities in this sense. They're a joke. They're a foil. The Republicans have no power whatsoever. In any of these cities. In any of them. Doesn't matter whether or not they're the victims of society, Mr. Biden said in 1993. I don't want to ask what made them do this. They must be taken off the street. Sounds like a racist today, doesn't he? Law and order, Joe Biden. Now he talks about systemic racism. He attacks the American people. Is that going to be a successful... Way to get elected by attacking the people you want to vote for? It could be, because here's their thinking. They need to turn Trump into kryptonite, and they're doing everything humanly possible to do it. The media and the Democrats. Turn them into kryptonite. And then get out the minority vote. Hope that the suburban vote or the white vote is somewhat limited, or or we'll have Bush officials and the never-Trumpers, enough of them, say, yeah... General Mattis and General Kelly, and they can move towards Biden. We can get enough people like that, and then we can get the minorities, and then he wins. That's the plan. The Democrats were hoping they wouldn't get to this point. They were hoping they could force Trump to resign in advance. But he wouldn't accommodate them. They've never accepted the election 
by the American people. They don't accept the Electoral College. They don't accept the peaceful transition of power. These are lawless, and in many cases with these Democrats, bigots who pretend to be liberals. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. You know, I have two tremendous guests, tremendous guests for Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday on Fox. I'm not preempted, Uh, and I'm getting a little tired of that, but that's the way it goes. Shelby Steele and Bob Woodson. You may recall Bob Woodson was on my program about two months ago. It's fantastic. He's been working in many of these communities his entire life. He's a former civil rights activist. And Shelby Steele who also has been engaged and thinking about and working on these issues for decades. I'm no expert, that's for sure. I have my opinions, I have my ideas, but that's not good enough. And so both of these men will be on the program. I don't think you're going to miss it. Uh, These are very intelligent men, very concerned about the black community very concerned about the country. They don't have radical objectives like the overthrow of the country or that we have to defund the cops and all the rest of this idiocy, which is probably why you'll never see them on CNN, MSNBC, or in the pages of the New York Times. No doubt about that. A good friend of mine sent me an email. He said, you know, I really like, he's African-American, really like your show. What are your ideas for addressing this? Number one. I have to do that fast. School choice. Education's crucial. Number two, introduce opportunity through capitalism. Create prosperity. Teach people. Show people how to run businesses and so forth and so on. There are other issues too. And number three, do weed out the bad apples. You know, these local chiefs, they know who they are. Get rid of them. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. We have my buddy Mort Klein on the air. He is uh, the chief muckety-muck over there at the Zionist Organization of America, or the ZOA, uh, which supports Israel as a uh, homeland for the Jews. Uh, Mort, how are you, sir? Uh, Well, doing as best I can under... uh... Yeah, exactly. Circumstances of this country at the moment. Or let's take a little uh, a little turn here because things happen under the radar uh, while all these other terrible things are going on. You have 19 Democratic United States senators threatening an independent and sovereign nation, Israel, that if they dare dare to uh, return, right of return to parts of Judea and Samaria, which have been the Jewish ancestral homelands for 3,500 years or so, that they, intend to, uh, that they intend to punish Israel. Is that correct? That is correct. They, they signed a resolution, which, by the way, today, today was supported by Pelosi herself, <laughs> that, if they, that if Israel uh, announces sovereignty over small parts of Judea and Samaria and the Jordan Valley, where 500,000 Jews live, so they can be under Israeli law. They have threatened that this will uh, abrogate and harm U.S.-Israel relations. Uh, <laughs> despite the fact that international law, the Balfour Declaration, the San Remo Resolution, the League of Nations Covenant, the U.N., have all made it clear under international law this is Jewish land and always has been. And also, if Israel d- d- gives away these, th- this part of Judea and Samaria, the country will be nine miles wide. And the Jordan Valley is right next to Jordan. If Jordan is ever taken over by a hostile uh, Hamas-like terrorist regime, they can march right into Israel and cut Israel in half. So this would be a terrible situation for Israel if they would not apply sovereignty over this area and give it away to the Palestinian Arabs. And yet uh, these Democrats have uh, warned Israel not to do this, even though, of course, foreign policy is in the hands of the president, the executive branch, not in the hands of Congress. And by the way, this was promoted by the extremist George Soros-funded J Street. They pushed this very, very hard. So uh, uh, obviously, you know, if they really are serious about Israel's security and supporting Israel, you don't pass this type of uh, resolution to, give, uh, to, to not apply sovereignty over Judea and Samaria. We Jews are called Jews because we are from Judea. The Arabs are from Arabia. This has been Jewish land for thousands of you, years. You know, Mark Klein, I'm sick and tired of this word, annexation. <laughs> this is what I call the right of return. It's the right of return to these ancestral Jewish homelands. And they're not even getting... It's about 30% of Judea and Samaria where 500,000 Jews live. Correct. 
and the Jordan Valley area, that's never belonged. You know, the, the thing is, like the West Bank. There is no West Bank. The Jordanians stole that land, controlled it for 19 years, and all of a sudden it's the West Bank. For 3,500 years it was Judea and Samaria. Now let me ask you something. I tried to find it in the Bible. Were the Palestinians in the Bible? Uh, Palestine was never a country. The Palestinians are Arabs. They changed the name to Palestinian to make it sound like they're a separate group of people. They are Arab Muslims. And uh, this land all over the Bible, was give, for those who believe in the Bible, was given by God to the Jews. Look, it's called the Promised Land. Who promised the land and to whom did he promise it? God promised it to the Jews. This is the area where Jewish Abraham walked, where Jewish King David, Jewish Joseph, Jewish Jacob, the Maccabees, Jewish kingdoms for thousands of years. This was never Arab land. Uh, and uh, the word Palestine is simply, uh, when the Romans captured Judea from the Jews, to stick it to the Jews, they named it after the Jewish enemy, the Philistines, so they called it Palestine. But there was never a country named Palestine. There was never any Palestinian kings or queens. Uh, so this has always been Jewish land, never Palestinian Arab land. When Jordan controlled it for 19 years, they uh, took it illegally uh, in the 48 war. The UN never recognized it. And in 1988, King Hussein relinquished his control over it. So all right, let me, let me read the names of, and they're all Democrats, who are now threatening. First of all, Israel's a separate country. Do these Democrats threaten any other countries this way? Especially not the greatest ally America has, Israel. That's right. Never. Well, let's, let's read the names. Chris Murphy of Connecticut, who was very upset with the president's call uh, to the president of Ukraine. Now he's threatening an ally. Tim Kaine of Virginia. Chris Van Hollen of Maryland. Brian Schatz of Hawaii. Patrick Leahy of Vermont. Dick Durbin of Illinois. Sherrod Brown of Ohio. Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin. Tom Udall of New Mexico. Jeff Merkley of uh, Oregon, Ed Markey of Massachusetts, uh, Martin Heinrich, Heinrich of New Mexico, Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island, uh, Gene Shaheen of New Hampshire, Tammy Duckworth of Illinois, Tom Carper of Delaware, Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, Bernie Sanders of Vermont, Patty Mary of Washington State, and now Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. I'm going to tell you, go ahead. Diane Feinstein added her name. You Unbelievable. Know, California. So, let, let, let me tell you something. If the Trump administration doesn't act quickly to support their own peace plan, to institute their own peace plan, which even enables the Palestinians to have their own state if they do some, you know, a real high bar, stop terrorism, stop killing Jews, Stop subsidizing the killing of Jews. You know, little stuff like that. Uh, uh, so the bar is quite low, but they're never going to meet it. Uh, they, they have an opportunity for their own state. I don't think it'll ever happen because I don't think uh, Abbas and Hamas have any intention of doing anything that's peaceful. Here's the thing. As the time goes on, the opposition builds and builds and builds in the Democrat Party, which has become quite anti-Israel, elements are quite anti-Semitic. It builds in the European Union. It builds on the Security Council with Russia and China. I'm quite concerned. Are you not uh, more inclined that, that this is taking a little bit too much time? Yes. This has to be done right away. Otherwise, as you just said, there'll be forces against the Jewish state building. 
Uh, I hope Netanyahu will move quickly in the next few weeks to declare sovereignty. And remember, statehood is not the issue. The Palestinian Arabs were offered a state three times in the last 20 years mm-hmm. on 97% of, of Judea and Samaria. They rejected it every time because it meant accepting Israel as a Jewish state. They won't Thank do goodness. It. They won't do it. So they don't even want a state. They want Israel's destruction. They were offered a state in 37 and 48 uh, in 2000, 2001, 2008. They said no every time. They don't want a state. And, and I love how Biden says if they, if they declare sovereignty, it will destroy the chances for peace. Well, Mr. Biden, what destroyed the chances for peace for 27 years when Israel was trying to negotiate with the Arabs and they refused to make peace? What destroyed the chances for peace then? Uh, so this is uh, just absurd. And by the way, the Palestinian Authority refused for 10 years now. They won't even sit down and negotiate with Israel. They don't want a state. And, and uh, in order to get a state, they have to recognize Israel as a Jewish state. They have to rescind the names of school streets and sports teams and children's camps after Jew killers. And they pay Arabs $400 million a year in total to pay Jews, to pay, to slay, to murder Jews. If you kill a Jew... You get a lifetime pension. The more Jews you kill, the bigger the pension. That's what the Palestinian Authority uh, gives uh, to, ins- to uh, ensure that people will keep killing Jews. It is Nazi-like. And, and yet, where is the Democratic Party condemning the Palestinian Authority for that? They're nowhere to be found. Well, it sounds like systematic uh, anti-Semitism among the Palestinian authorities. Maybe it's systemic, even. This is all Jew hatred. Otherwise, because if they wanted a state, they, would have, they could have had it six times in the last 80 years when they were offered it six different times. They're against the Jews having their own state. Uh, is, let me ask you this, Mark Klein, before I, I get cut off here. I don't know of another indigenous peoples, and that's what we're talking about. The Jews are indigenous to these areas uh, 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 in the Middle East. Uh, I don't know another indigenous people that is so despised and attacked by the left whether it is, uh, in my opinion, my words, self-hating Jews that are funded by Soros, among other groups, hardcore leftists, whether it is Pelosi and the Democrat Party that's clearly uh, lurched uh, into the anti-Israel camp. And they all pretend, but for Netanyahu, you see, but for Netanyahu, we'd be able to work with the Israelis. Netanyahu is a duly elected leader of a, of a sovereign nation, and he's been there a long time. The, obviously, the Israeli people want him there. But they didn't make peace when they had Perez Good or point. Ehud Barak or Ehud Olmert. When they were offered states, they said no. They, in fact, they never even made a counteroffer. They won't agree to a state if it means accepting Israel as a Jewish state. The goal is Israel's destruction and murdering Jews. It is not establishing a Palestinian state. That's clear. Well, I hope the administration uh, will give its assent so that uh, the Israelis can get this done. But the Israelis may have to do it without them. Israel's an independent country. They can declare sovereignty on their own. They do not need anyone's permission to declare no, that's sovereignty. That's true, Mark, but there are consequences for that. <laughs> and so you and I understand there's a risk in doing that, but when you weigh the, the, the risks, uh, in the end, they may only have one chance to do it, and in the end, they're going to have to do it. Well, under the Trump plan, he's allowing, he's supporting Israel announcing sovereignty over 30% of Judea and Samaria and the Jordan Valley. This is the time for Israel to do it when they have a president who understands the importance of holy land for the Jews and the importance of security for the state of Israel. If another president comes in, everything could change. I agree 100%. Let me ask you a question. If Donald Trump walked through the streets of Jerusalem, would he not be heralded as a hero? 
the Jews of Israel are in love with Donald Trump. All right, next question. 90% support and approval of Donald Trump in Israel. 90%. If Donald Trump were to work, walk through the streets of Ramallah, how would they treat him? He'd be taking his life in his own hands. He needs a major security battalion to protect him. He couldn't possibly do that. Too dangerous. No, too dangerous. Mark Klein, you do a fantastic job. I'm a huge fan and supporter. ZOA, outstanding organization. Keep up the work, sir. Well, let me tell you, I worked for 20 years with the genius in chemistry, Linus Pauling, doing medical research as a biostatistician. Now I'm proud to be working with the genius in political analysis, and that is Mark Levin. Aren't you kind? My honor. Thank you. Thank you. It's my honor. Thank you, Mark. You take care of yourself. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. There's a police officer in Las Vegas who was shot in the head the other day, and he remains on life support. Do you know his name? Do you know his race? Do you know his family? Of course not. Because apparently he doesn't matter. Drew Brees, you've made a complete fool of yourself. I will never take a knee against the flag, against the Constitution, against our national anthem, against the people of this country. Never, ever. That's cheap drama. The men and women who fought for this country of every race, every background, I'll take a knee in support of them. Drew Brees, you made a fool out of yourself. More on that tomorrow, maybe. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. God bless each and every one of you. Each and every one of you. And I'll see you tomorrow. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.